the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. That's me already? We're already gone? <laughs> we're we're Okay, on. John. <laughs> that came up quickly for us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Uh, we we missed is, you last week. Uh, yes, I, I didn't miss you. I listened. That was great. Thank uh, you very much. Listening to the books of the Chronicles. That's where we are still in uh, Second Chronicles, and I, I and just, me bragging about the show. I will brag about the show. No, no, yeah. I was bragging about the show. Oh, yeah, about how proud you know, I am to be part of it. Oh, you were, and that was awfully nice of you. We're all in privileged to be part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way because this book mm-hmm. it, it's just an amazing read, and, and uh, I've often said, Stacey, mm-hmm. uh, that by the way, hello, how you doing? Hello, my yes. darling daughter. <laughs> That I've often said that that really I'd rather the people be able to hear the actual Bible, the words of the scriptures, than my commentary. Of course, yeah. uh, that of course, and so when we do that, when we break off and yeah. allow you to hear uh, three or so of the readings that we covered in a week. I feel real good about it. I love to sit, as I did last week, and just listen to God's Word, mm-hmm. uh, word for word, just, mm-hmm. just the Bible. And, and it's such a powerful thing. And I will say that, I mean, it is wonderful in you giving the opening and closing of the readings is also very helpful. You do a fantastic job. I know you always say, at least in one of the introductions, how you are not, what is it? You're you're this, the scout. Yeah. <laughs> you go just a little bit ahead, and the Holy Spirit's the one that's doing the work and that's working in your heart as you read Scripture. He's guiding you. You're just that scout. And I will say, though, that scout <laughs> influence, the scout uh, part of you in those readings is really great. I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, I just, I, you know, I haven't read scripture. It's really hard. And 
especially here with uh, as a mom with young children, it's yes. hard to ever have quiet time to read. But it's a lot easier to be able to listen, you know, put your headphones in and listen. And I always want to say, oh, just go to thebiblelive.com, hit on the podcast and the programs. And um, and it's just so helpful because it's not much, your commentary. Mm-hmm. And it's not really commentary. It's just a quick, it's like a, a Cliff's Notes. <laughs> you're right. You it's get like, just a here's quick. Here's where we are. Here, yes. We've been here. We got, mm-hmm. We're up to this point. Yes. And this is what we are about to hear. Yes. Essentially, it is, and then let it speak for and itself. Then, and then you can close it out, and it's kind of a nice wrap up. Mm. And anyway, it's it's wonderful. It really is. And so I love your readings. Um, and agreed, it's great uh, to know yeah. on a Sunday when we can't make it to know that. Oh well, I mean, by all means, well, scripture yes, is being that, heard, and that's well, thank more you, wonderful Annie. than. Thank <laughs> you very much, my yes. my you and my, Suzanne, my wife, and. Uh, uh, Scott and Sean, you've all been very supportive mm-hmm. of the Bible Live and of the uh, uh, of the mm, the basic desire and goal of people letting people hear the word uh, and um, and respond to the to the scriptures themselves uh, instead of a couple of verses and then. Uh, preaching a sermon. Mm-hmm. I'm not against pastors, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not, not against preaching, of course. <laughs> of course not, right. It is a place for it. Mm-hmm. It's very important. But uh, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we've um, we sacrifice a little bit our knowledge of the Bible itself, the scriptures, when our knowledge of the Bible, uh, our knowledge of God and his word, what his direction mm-hmm. is limited to just the sermons that are taught on mm-hmm. a Sunday morning, because for one, you remember a pastor is preaching when he stands in the pulpit on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. He's preaching to people uh, who are not believers yet. He's pre- preaching to baby Christians. Uh, he's preaching to, to Christians who are struggling and growing, maybe even in a in a crisis themselves, mm-hmm. a marriage or something, and then some mature believers. Mm-hmm. He's got. It's hard for to for the pastor pastor to preach to people in so many levels of maturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tend to preach down. To the Lord's common denominator, mm-hmm. so you tend to be down to the level of the of a kinder, kindergarten mm-hmm. or, or uh, early school level, uh, but uh, so th- that's one reason I think people need to actually be in the Word and mm-hmm. hear the Word itself mm-hmm. and let speak to their hearts, and that's why I'm talking to you before the show tonight about. Chronicles. Chronicles is a very unique book. Uh, it's a. It's not a history in the same sense that First and Second Kings, but uh, a repetition of history that Ezra wrote mm-hmm. after the exile. Mm-hmm. The people had come back to 
uh, the Canaan back to Israel, mm -hmm. the land. Now, and he is after reminding the after exile. the Babylonian mm -hmm. exile, and he's reminding them of who they are, mm -hmm. of the, uh, the covenant covenant relationship with God that they enjoyed as the people, and it, it, their job was to, to live for God, serve God, represent God, and God is going to bless them for that mm -hmm. and bring through them mm -hmm. as a people group, bring that Messiah, yeah. the Redeemer. And so he's reminding them of those basic yes. tenets, mm -hmm. uh, and he doesn't, uh, characteristics of it, and he doesn't speak of any of the kings of the north. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't go, he limited to right. kings of, the, of Judah in the uh, Davidic line, line. Mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's a unique book in that tent. Yes. And you in and I way, were talking about yeah. what do we get from Chronicles. Yes, in a way it's kind of the the Bible of Bibles. <laughs> in a way, uh, you were talking about what scripture, how and how important it is to us and how lacking it, you can miss a lot of context and um, very much, I mean, in, in many ways, the reason Ezra wrote this is the very reason I think why we have all of scripture and that's God's written account and word to us of the reminder of who we are. And Ezra is writing this chronicles as a reminder to the people, this is who you are. This is the context. This is the God that you serve. This is our history. This is what he has done, starting from Adam to here. And uh, it, the good, the bad, and the, the, and the, the ugly. And the yeah. ugly and, uh, just, but, but it helps to uh, firm their their belief. It helps to give context. It helps a reminder. And that's what scripture is to us today. And, you know, a lot of this, I, a lot of Chronicles was um, ahead of the, at least the final touches on the rebuilding of the temple. And in First Chronicles, mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. go through even the building of the temple. And when David, you know, gives his last words to Solomon, it's a charge to be strong and courageous to do the work, to finish this, yeah. to do it, to build this temple, even though it seems very daunting. It's an interesting phrase. Be, be strong, strong and courageous Joshua, and, do the work. and do the work. Uh, it, it appeared mm -hmm. twice, and I think, in, mm -hmm. in David's uh, exhortation Charge. to Solomon, yes. do the work. Do the work. I don't know, I don't know if David... Felt like his son would maybe a little, <laughs> right. little bit lazy like or every not. Father to their but son. Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> okay, Dad. Uh, but it's a sweet. Well, I, you get the idea though that it wasn't so much that Solon maybe was lazy, although, but but that it was that it's such a big daunting task. I mean, it's a, like you said, Solomon wasn't probably out there. It's not something any one person could do. Right. It the, so the work of it wasn't actually just him doing physical labor. The mm. real work came in unifying to the people ride. to be yes. able to have this vision to all collectively get this work done together. And you know, of course, the temple at that was the house of the Lord. And you know, when you think of 
Now, the temple today, and where does the house of the Lord abide today? It's the church. It is God's people. people. And just as important, that's almost Jesus's last task to us to go and commission and do the work. Do the work. Share and build (laughs) his church, build the temple. It's not a building anymore. It's the Mm -hmm. people of God. But we have that same charge today. We don't know. And then it seems daunting. It really mm. does often. And it's never going to be just one person. It's and going it may to take... not look, it may not be pretty. In other words, it, it may <laughs> not be uh, go just ideal, ideally right. and everything perfect. It may come at a great cost. Mm-hmm. There could be failures. There will be disappointments. Mm-hmm. There will be opposition. That's one thing we learned clearly okay. from uh, Chronicles. And later we'll look at Ezra and Nehemiah, and you'll see the opposition that's raised to what they're doing. Uh, it, it is very interesting. I, I think Chronicles could be a good lesson for us about how do you read the Bible? What oh, do you? Right. Uh, I yeah. think in America, some reason, some ways we tend to over spiritualize, and p- perhaps <laughs> I'm not I'm not one. Uh, I, I don't know sure this because we're a big country, <laughs> but we seem to. I know I did. I tended as a younger believer to. Over spiritualize and over uh, uh, mystify mystical mm-hmm. the Bible, and then <laughs> Chronicles and, and, makes it hard to do that. Yeah, <laughs> when you hit those genealogies, it's, it's so pretty, it's so it's pretty matter nothing, of fact. Nothing bold, right? <laughs> yeah, matter of fact. But and and I'm I'm not saying that not a spiritual mystical element, Because right. the miracle is a miracle when you <laughs> hear it. There's nothing you can do to make that fit, you know, this common everyday thing. But mm-hmm. the point is that God gave that He gave us a book that records the experiences, good, bad, and ugly, of God's people, mm-hmm. the people of God, in all the different generations, and all these levels of understanding. We get a sense of God's dealings with individuals, with couples, with families, mm-hmm. with nation groups, seeing how they, how what, how they fared in the relating to God, and we get the advantage of that, mm-hmm. what they did, right. how they succeeded, how they failed, right. uh, what consequent, how they how they bore up the vision of God. And we're charged to keep a vision of God and the truth about that God in the midst of a world that mm-hmm. that didn't necessar- necessarily agree and would not necessarily receptive to that message. And yet they were charged to keep that covenant, honor God, serve God, represent God, and that he would keep them and preserve them. It was an earthly covenant. It, and that, and most importantly, that he would bring the Redeemer, the Messiah, mm-hmm. the Savior of the world through them. And it, it, it's grand, it's great, it's beautiful. And, but on the other hand, it's, it's 
do the work. It's mm-hmm. it's really uh, it's still firmly right. on planet on planet Earth, right. and they face real uh, problems. And they and they mm-hmm. we get to read the advantage of reading their experiences. Mm-hmm. It can help us out in our times how we live mm-hmm. and how we serve our Lord together. Right. Um, and we're I tell you what we've. In this generation, in the last 50 years, we've come awfully close to fulfilling the, the Great Commission that Christ gave his followers. Uh, we've come awfully close to every human being hearing the message and, and knowing about the God of the Bible and the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're, we're awfully close to not having done it. And uh, now we're, you know, afraid to, afraid to, uh, I'm sorry, Stacey, I'm talking too much. Mm-hmm. But Campus Crusade, Bill Bright's vision for helping f- fulfill the Great Commission and so on. I know when we started, uh, we were, there were many unreached people groups and so on, but not so much now. There are very few really truly unreached groups. And now the emphasis has switched from reaching everyone with the gospel. Uh, even Campus Crusade had changed its um, mission statement to now it's instead of help, helping fill the Great Commission, reaching everyone with the good news, it's uh, our, the goal that in every society, every people group in the world, that everyone would know someone in their people group that truly knows the Lord. So now it's moved to a more of a discipleship multiplication uh, emphasis than an exposure emphasis, exposing to the gospel. And that's a significant step. We've seen it just in the last, oh, I'd say 50 to 75 years. it's 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 happening. Yes, and anyway, I it's probably is are those who have been reached are they telling the next generation? Yeah. Are they so inspired and so living that they are in turn uh, sharing that and not just sharing it, but living it out. I, I'm going to, I guess, go back to that. We're probably almost up to our, on a, um, done with our first segment, so we'll probably wrap this up. But uh, I just love that at the end of First Chronicles, mm-hmm. David's charge to Solomon. Oh, it is. Um, uh, very you know, powerful. Yes, and he talks about, well, well, two things. You talked about how, on one hand, it's do the work, but I also, but at the same time, that the the spiritual aspect of it is that God is going to there's a covenant, so God's you know uh, do the work at the same time God's going to fulfill His promise He's going to work and that's exactly what David says to uh, uh, Solomon. And then it, in that final yes, prayer, yes, in he that gives, final uh, well he mm-hmm. he's ta- charging Solomon and he's saying be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished correctly. 
So it's do the work. Yep. At the same time, don't worry. God's going to help you uh, in that work. He's going to come right alongside. He's going to make sure it's done correctly. It's the same message we have in the New Testament. Mm, right. Go make a disciple, but I'm with you always exactly. to the end of the work. Isn't that sweet? So yeah. there's that sweet. And then uh, um, as far as how the – and then he goes on and David – uh, charges the people. He he. So mm-hmm. he he has charged Solomon, and then he turns to the people and he says, "Hey, Solomon's still young here and inexperienced. <laughs> yeah. The work ahead of him is enormous. For the temple he will build is not for mere mortals; it is for the Lord God Himself. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood as well." Has great quantities of onyx, and he goes on to name all of these. And then David, David. says, <laughs> David leads it by, um, you know, so sometimes when you think, okay, what is though a life look like that is committed to doing the work and to give? And sometimes that can be a hard, a hard thing. And, and it is also, we don't, you don't want to get legalistic in, in yeah. terms, of, but, um, I think at the at the heart of it, David basically says, "I've I've given everything. I, he gives personally. He gives everything that he could, and then he encourages the people to do the same. And there's this and just overwhelming do. response. And it says, "All gave willingly. The people rejoiced over the offerings, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And King David was filled with joy." I think that's a mark of um, of a people group of a of a church of a believer when there's that realization that what all all that they have their entire everything yes. is for you, Lord, and you give of it and you and let that speak to the next generation and to those that are on looking because we do live in. I mean, I'm sure every time period is kind of a material, we're humans, that materialism, mm-hmm. that materialism, living a comfortable life, building up your stuff. And, um, but boy, it's powerful when you see um, a people, a, a friend, a father, a sibling, a, um, your past, you know, giving their life mm-hmm. to the Lord in that, um, and that inspires. That's, and I love that it's freely. That and we'll, this is great. Isn't a, <laughs> that is tremendous. And I'm, I'm not amazed. But I'm impressed by the fact that I'm, I remember you one time saying Chron- Chronicles is the most boring. <laughs> is in my most unfavorite book. <laughs> so and yet. Yeah, I seem to like it now. <laughs> yeah, you. But no, I, I, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but but it is that. <laughs> Just chapter that 23. Amazing uh, combination mm-hmm. of our part, the exciting, the challenge of our part. In, in doing the work of God and God's part. Right. In the, the New Testament, it has the same feel. It's like um, right. it is God who works in you, mm-hmm. both the will and to do his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. So God is our motivation. He's our guide. And he, he does any of us who have seen God at work mm-hmm. and, and had a, a sense successful ministry or ministry project, we clearly would say, well, 
that's got God's fingerprints all over it. God made this happen. And we would never take credit for it. But at the same time, we get the privilege of right. being, being a part, right. of being playing a role yeah. and, and uh, of different uh, different levels and right. so on. And yes. th- that's, yes. that's a story that we should yes. get from the scriptures. And in that way, you know, the, the, I feel like chapters 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 <laughs> are, are redeemed. Like you said, everybody has a part to play. And those chapters are so tedious because it's just, the, I mean, it's the first lot fell to Joseph of the Asaph clan and 12 of his sons and relatives. The second lot fell to Gedaliah and 12 of his sons <laughs> yeah. and relatives. And it's real, and it goes on and on for verse after verse, chapter after chapter. De- but it's, the it's, details it's, of- Yes, it's details and tedious. But when these are your, this is your genealogy, and these are your people, you can go and see my family did played this part, mm-hmm. played this specific part, and that's sweet. I mean, that's just so sweet. It reminds me of He's prepared a place for us in in yeah. heaven. He's prepared. We have a place. We have a purpose. We have a specific. It's not. An over, like you kind of said, spiritual or mysticism. It. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific purpose. You are named. You are a part of this great unfolding temple and story. You said many times uh, the book that its book is still being written, and that's right. And that in that book, all of our the dollar clan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what each of us. What part right. we played yeah. in the kingdom of God. And I have a feeling we're going to find out even the most simple of us. Oh, yes. We, God used us in a way that we didn't Absolutely. even know about. And that, wow, right. he worked in and through our lives. That's really and so uh, it's an encouraging word mm-hmm. from the Chronicles about yeah. that. Uh, we can come back and go into more detail uh, about it, and we'll do that. Our fur, yes. I think we can. We're at our break. So we'll come back after this. We're in the Book of Chronicles. You are. Uh, maybe beautiful. you are attracted to the poetry of <laughs> man of uh, of the Christian life, which makes me think of we were talking about this before. There are various ways that people have categorized categorized the writings in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can look, they call it narrative and prose and this and that the and the other. I've, I've, I've heard myself of four that the Bible is, it's history, just 
and then the biographical stories about mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and the instructions, the laws of God and the preaching of the mm-hmm. prophets and so on. And there's poetry. Where, the song. And how, mm-hmm. I've often been impressed and I've been... Um, I'm learning to appreciate each of the different kinds of language. My personal learning style is uh, personal experience. I, I'm best. I learn by doing, and that's why I have a for better or for worse. Yeah, a, a flat forehead. <laughs> that's why you have some, scars on. I hit the wall so many times. But I, my basic learning style, my strongest learning style. It's personal experience. So I like the stories of the Bible. I like Daniel, like mm-hmm. Paul, like uh, uh, just the stories and what and learning from their mistakes and the things that they do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm learning now to appreciate as well the poetry mm-hmm. that, uh, of Job and Psalms and Proverbs. It talks about the feeding the the emotions that are involved in following God and knowing God. Uh, so uh, I, I would I was wanting you to speak to that a little bit when you read Chronicles. Now, basically, basically this is what do you call this? Is basically history, a right? History, You're um, telling what happened to people and so on. Yes. Now you honed in on. On David, his prayer and his, and, and Solomon become personal at that level, mm-hmm. but essentially this is. <laughs> I a, honed in on the only part that's not the genie, are the. <laughs> the <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> but but maybe you can expand on that a little bit because that is the language of the Bible. The mm-hmm. Bible has all of these different literary styles mm-hmm. that appeal to the learning styles of, uh, of every person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're either a detailed person, um, uh, right. I learn by doing, or I learn by looking, reading. Our son, Sean, learned by, he's learned Japanese, fairly good extent learning Japanese, by reading the manual online, and he just <laughs> by he reading could, the Japanese, yeah, language yeah, manual. he's taking the course online <laughs> right, and right. learned. And so I could never learn a language that way. Right. You'd have I to went go to, to Spain Japan. and live there, and that's the way <laughs> you I needed did to it. learn Spanish. So you moved to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> so, but all of us have a different learning style, and that would right. help us in our appreciation of the scriptures to learn. The advantage of each of the learning styles, how right. it can help us. There's some things you don't want to learn by personal experience. <laughs> if you had to learn every, every right. lesson by personal experience, you're going to die of some disease by the time you're 20. <laughs> That's right. all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so maybe, honey, yeah. you, you talk to Well, that. a couple of things I think come to mind. One, you uh, um, mentioned, I think, but just the miracle that is scriptures. I mean, I think that's going to be the case of any book that's written by, I mean, or that's, I mean, this is a collection of how many, 66 books written by how many, this is 40, a, 40, 40 different, 40 different, different about authors. 40 were. 
Yes, and don't so don't move out Hebrews and mm-hmm. the authorship. And, and so I mean on. that, and that's a part of the miracle of the Bible. I mean, it's one unified story. I don't know if we can quite even call it just a story. It's one well, unified. At, at one level, mm-hmm. it is. One story of Exa- God's redemptive yes. work to exactly. bring humanity to Himself right. through that the Messiah. Is the, the big picture. Yes, <laughs> that is the thread. That is what holds it all together, and it's the only possible way that you could ever get so many different people and learning styles and histories and years languages and languages and yeah, yeah. to 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 be able to be cohesive and put together in this way. Uh, and and that's the miracle of scriptures. It's the miracle of the Trinity. It's the miracle of any time you're able to get um, these what it, I mean, we tend towards chaos, right? We mm-hmm. we put what is it? Uh, what's the um, law? The physics law that says the thermodynamic inertia. Things it, it will go by, from uh, order to chaos. To chaos, right? And from and, great energy yes. to less energy. And I think so. that that is post. That is after the fall. <laughs> I think before the fall, it, that was not the case. And that's what God is redeem His redemptive work is that very chaos working backwards. Maybe that's what C.S. <laughs> Lewis meant when he said, if one, one, one knew the law, Christ, yeah. uh, time began to work backwards. Yes, did, well, it say? was the line from, um, it was in the Life line, The Witch began. in the Wardrobe, and he was talking, he said, uh, the witch knew the knew the the deep, the, ma- the deep magic, but there's a deeper magic still that when an innocent victim gives his life willingly, that death begins working backwards. Death begins working backwards. Chaos I, works I've backwards. Often, I've offered one what I mean but that might be put <laughs> your finger on it, what Lewis might have been thinking, but now chaos is moving toward order, right. right? Yes, and that is, I mean, as far as Scripture, this should be chaotic. This should be... Nuts. <laughs> well, sometimes it looks like it, it. Right, <laughs> exactly. It, but in somehow, in some miraculous way, he's redeemed it, and it has moved towards a unified, beautiful, miraculous book that we get to read every day and study this Word of God, this Scriptures, this Bible. Um, so I think from the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. and it's... it's uh, uh, the failure, failure of the mm-hmm. garden, and so, mm-hmm. but the same garden appears in the old, in That's the final right. last of the book, the but now garden. it's open, and it's uh, powerful. Yes. Uh, so, it, in in a way, it defies the uh, law of inertia that things right. go from order to chaos. That's right. That is uh, defying that very law. That's that neat. That's great, Stacey. Woo-hoo. I also you, think <laughs> one other. I'm good. Well, um, I also the, the another beautiful thing 
too, and maybe this kind of plays into it, but it's just such a, a thorough anthropology, too. I think if you're lacking this diversity of learning style, this diversity of authorship and languages, you're really not getting a full understanding of just the human nature. God, we are created in his image, and we're complex. We are just each individual is a very complex being. And I think um, if if scripture didn't didn't speak to that, we wouldn't have a thorough anthropology of just human, a thorough study of human nature. And I think that's one of the most important things to understand about, <laughs> about, about, about the scriptures. Yes, about the scriptures and it in turn because it helps us to understand ourselves. Yes. And if you don't understand your yourself, your position, your why do I do this? Why do I act like this? Why uh, am I? I think, um, boy, you you can really be taken in in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah. You can uh, very easily become legalistic. You can very easily become licentious. <laughs> yeah, uh, or you become you can become either legalistic. Or you can uh, give no license that nothing matters, and mm-hmm. I just uh, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Right. Uh, and so you lose the, the balance of God's place in our experience mm-hmm. as human beings. Well, that sure. Is I think really at the nice. right. I think at the heart of it, when you don't understand. Um, where you come from, how you were created, uh, how why humans are the way they are, or the way, or why you act the way you act. And I mean, that maybe at the heart of it, there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man. Yeah. And uh, and what's the other one? We are what's uh, the heart? We we unless we find our we in are him. yeah. And we are desperate or something until we find our hope in in Christ. Yes. I'm so sorry. I think it's Thomas Aquinas. Sorry, Thomas Aquinas. That's all right. Well, Mom this morning was telling me we both taught uh, out at Lackland Air Mm -hmm. Force Base. We're teaching these 18 to 25-year-old young men and women going into the Air Force. In every class this mm-hmm. morning, uh, I forget uh, 12 or 15 class. there were over 100 students mm-hmm. in every class. Mm-hmm. It, would, it was amazing. It would, they were getting out, and they're coming, mm-hmm. they're thronging to hear. And Mom was telling me that this morning when she finished teaching her lesson, they gave her an ovation. I mean, now how often, oh. the, and they were just so gracious, and she was talking to them afterwards, and they were just saying, "You." T- <laughs> one person said, "You saved my life. This right. tells me more about myself right. and where I am, and exactly. what life yes. is all about." Yes. And and uh, several of them come afterwards and asking questions and mm-hmm. relaying this to her, yes. and I I. I've, 
gotten the same message. Even me with my weak voice now yeah. and having to speak, uh, struggling a little mm-hmm. bit with speech, these men and women, you, you can, as I shared and talked about God and His Word, and as you said, biblical anthropology, yeah. who we are, why we act like we are, uh, sin nature, new nature, and so on, that I just watch the light bulbs go on. Yes, it's it such a delight sense. to see these young men and women <laughs> yeah. get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and they ask a question and say that uh, there's something mm. very liberating and powerful yes. about knowing who we are in right. Christ and growing. Right. Of course, you don't learn it and it's all over. We keep learning and learning and learning continually. Yes, I mean, and this is not a how many books, how many movies, how many have we watched over and again that talk about identity and who we are. Lemez, what is it, Jean Valjean? um, Who am I? Yeah. (laughs) Or I just read this sweet book called Crispin, uh, the Cross of Lead. I think it is. It's a a children's book, actually, but uh, it was really good. It's kind of a young adult. And the the theme was, you know, that same, this is an orphan, doesn't have, know who his father and his mother are, and he always lived servant, you know, very uh, submissive and as a servant, and comes to find out he's the son of the Lord, you know, <laughs> uh, of a, is set in England, so the Lord. But, uh, you know, just... Oh, of, of, the, of, uh, of the, a British the, Lord. The, yes, of a British Lord, sorry. Yeah. Well, that, but, that, 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 right. I mean, that is our story. What is it that C.S. Lewis... The son it's of the, the king. Oh, yeah. Tolkien, Tolkien. The true myth, right? The, the gospel, the good news, the Bible is... The story of all stories. It's the story that's actually true. You are the child of the king. Here you didn't know that you were, you know, you thought you were just uh, an orphan or didn't have a mother and a father. You're the child of the king. It is a um, St. Augustine quote, by the way. I'm so sorry. I get Augustine... Not not the their works or their lives mixed up, but sometimes I do Augustine and Aquinas. I get them mixed up. But it's um, St. Augustine, you have made us for yourself, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Yeah. And that is an anthropology. That is a – and you won't find – that is a, um, a theory of – how of of human nature of who you are and what you were created and made to do that's an anthropology and that is the when i think of you know I, identity and especially mm-hmm. what people nowadays maybe well i think across the ages this was always something very important who am i and why was i created that theory is an anthropolo- anthropology that's a the study of yes. man of who we, and i what other religion, what other anything can offer such an exciting anthropology as the biblical Christian anthropology? It's, I've often said it's the most complete description and understanding of the human of the human existence yes. of any that I know about. The Bible tells us more about ourselves. Yes. Uh, why we're like who we are and so on right. it explains more of my uh, my life 
to me and an understanding than any other source mm-hmm. I can imagine. Really. It also reminds me of that. Uh, I can't remember, but the, you know, they say, well, even if you don't believe Christianity is true, you should want to believe it's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's nothing but wonderful news. Good news. There's an yes. a, it's, it's good news. Uh, so a lot of times if a person doesn't believe it's true, uh, or, or at least, sorry, if they don't want to believe it's true, I think there's a misunderstanding of what they, they don't understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I remember Bill Bright used to say something similar to that. He said, any human being, any human being, if they could only grasp, mm-hmm. understand how much God loves them, mm-hmm. they will come they will come to God. They will right. come to Christ. Mm-hmm. But because, and uh, that, that is often true. Uh, people right. who reject the gospel reject it for something in their past, and uh, they've been hurt mm-hmm. perhaps by religion or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. Uh, and th- they lost sight of, of mm-hmm. the goodness, the the positive uh, anthropology, you know, the, of our purpose and mm-hmm. our privilege. Uh, I was an orphan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never knew my mom and dad. Raised in a, a past around 16 families before I was six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was raised in a home for homeless and delinquent boys. But when I met Jesus mm-hmm. at age seven or eight, that turned that began the process of turning my experience completely turned around and, and just and that been yeah. uh, and I'm just one little it's not significant anyone but that that it changes when I began to discover that God had the plan for me and that's what it is I felt the freedom then. Mm-hmm. Uh, freed from my past, freed from the limitations of my past, and now full of potential. As God's child, God's at work in me, but the willing to do his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the way I explain Mm -hmm. my life, Mm -hmm. for better, for worse. And it doesn't matter to a lot of other people, but I've seen that in my own life. And I'm I trust you've seen it mm-hmm. uh, as our daughter. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I've God. seen it in your life, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen it in your life. Because your life, it's in some extent, a reflection of your dad's life and <laughs> yes. mother's life and mm-hmm. so on. But uh, that, that you, you raised the topic there of biblical anthropology that is very important. And that will come, I think that comes, from the scriptures, and that's what we're talking about, the importance of learning when we look at the scriptures, what do we get? And and we we learn about ourselves, we learn about others, mm-hmm. we see the history, God working history, our vision of God expands and becomes greater and greater, and then our life, we are in God, the people of God. Right. The greater God we serve, the greater our lives will be. You know, right. and uh, the men and women of the Bible, who like David in the last book, in the last chapter of First Chronicles, his prayer, the prayer of Daniel, the prayer mm-hmm. to Paul, 
well, they had a big picture of God, right. and therefore a, a hopeful, positive picture of their own life because their life is in God. Right. And, and yes. so it behooved us to have to develop a strong, accurate picture of our God mm -hmm. because we are in Him. Yes. I, he's the one that expands our vision yes. of ourselves. And I think you said it. I mean, the, th the thing that stood out to me, well, freedom. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, it's this, um, I'll go back to David's charge to Solomon and then to the people because uh, on one hand, you know, David's the king, and this is a people group, and he's, they're seemingly working on a big national project, mm -hmm. right, this temple. And I've had people tell me uh, before, well, oh, well, Christianity should like socialism, right? Because, and I don't mean to get into, I'm not getting right. political. It's more a, um, this has to do with anthropology. It has to do with human nature. And so it's more a a question of human nature and how it best functions when you're trying to complete big projects is kind yeah. of it. And um, Well, there's David, a church functions in some way, people can read it. Right. The distinction. Say, is yes, but the distinction was they gave freely. They gave. Yeah, there was freedom. Right. So they they did it, but there was, and it, it, it's same. So this is such a reflection of the Christian walk and what it is. Uh, we don't obey, and we don't uh, live by the order of our creation, you know, how God, because we have to, or because, uh, you know, the laws and the legal and the, we, we do it because we, we, want, we to. want to, because he loved us first. We love him and we owe him everything because he gave us everything and adopted us as his own sons and daughters. And that's that key difference is that freedom. So, you know, David says we need to build this temple. I'm going to give everything yeah. first. And I ask you if you would give as well. And they gave freely and there is rejoicing. And I think that that's one of the key uh, that's, that's that's what we all desire this freedom and but we st we also desire of course productivity and art and beauty and a life and that's what god provides us freedom in him that's so interesting because david those it's is is strongest points mm -hmm. in some ways i think with the example of his own life right. and giving mm -hmm. and praising God. He closes out with a prayer that is absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. and giving and praying, worshiping and so on. And, but it's still, uh, it's not his whole story. He still messed up. Right. He still had terrible uh, failures in his Life, family, mm -hmm. and so, but that—that's that human uh, anthropology. That that's not limiting him. Right. He received God's forgiveness, and for it, uh, they took the consequences that God brought. Mm -hmm. But and he continued forward, and God used him in such a magnificent yeah. way. Uh, and that's of course. 
could be any of our experience. Mm -hmm. We all have failed in some way and weakened, but then God in his grace and mercy uh, does indeed continue to walk, work through us. Mm -hmm. There's music, I guess it's time for another yeah. segment, isn't yes. it? I'll go ahead and we're, you're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy, and this is Stacy, his daughter. We're going through the book of Chronicles, and we're just so happy to be here. Maybe then this next segment we'll have some questions for you. Hang in with us, and we'll be back after this. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me But thou art strong Jesus keep me from all wrong I'll be satisfied as long as I walk let me walk close to thee Stacy, have you ever heard of Tinsierny Ford? I was, if you didn't say it, I was going to have you repeat who this is, because no, I haven't, but, wow. Tennessee Ford. Didn't, didn't he have a TV show? Yeah. With, yeah, a variety show or something? Yes. This was back my a long time before Tinder took over as male vocalist. Uh, almost all of our, close to thee. Beatles on forward. Had been the high voice had been the premium. Right. Well, there was a time when the alto and the bass Let voice was... Uh, bring the alto back. Yeah, Johnny and Cash and all of them. Yeah. 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 Then Ford was... Uh, when I received... When my mother... Well, the woman I thought was my mother. When she died, I inherited two albums from her. Huh. Well, three, but two of them were by Tinsley Ford, and one of them was by Liberace. Believe it or not, the there, there's a big, uh, well, yeah, very, yeah, you know, I think but two extremes. <laughs> well, I remember it, uh, listening over and over to those hymns. Yes. He always ended his television show by singing a hymn. Oh, I love it. Bless oh, wait, your pee-picking heart. Yeah. We need this Bless your back. Heart. Yeah, that's what I John, you should do a, um, a Bible Live playlist, an iTunes playlist for the... Because uh, I, I would love... My son is nine years old, and he needs this. He needs this music. We must, Speaking of music... You are listening, by the way, to the Bible Live yes. uh, with Soapy. I'm Stacy, his daughter, and music played a big part. And uh, well, in yes. in the Chronicles, they talk very much, at least in that. Uh, let's see, probably around what chapter is it? Oh, in the middle of First Chronicles, they go really into depth on Somewhere who 20, should be in charge. Yes. He or David organizes, organizes all the, the musicians. Music. Yes, good old David. You know he's he's going yeah. he's going to be on it with the music. He's going to yeah. make sure that worship happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a quick question. I was wondering about this earlier in the show. Uh, you were talking about about 
Chronicles not necessarily being your most favorite (laughs) book of the Bible. And I'm wondering, are there any books where over the years your opinion of that book has changed, either diminished or grown? I'd say Chronicles (laughs) in the last week. For sure. Uh, Job, uh, for sure. Uh, Job began to change in my life because... I noticed every year at that time we had the Bible readings on the yeah, air. Uh-huh. They were on Monday through Friday and evenings. Mm-hmm. And we'd take phone calls at one time from people. At, and the book of Job garnered more calls mm-hmm. than any other book through the year. And they all, people called in really a lot just mm-hmm. responding to, to the, the Bible they mm-hmm. heard. But the, Job, uh, and so I said, now what's making people so intrigued about Job? And, and and I just got into it, and I began to see the human element, people identifying with his suffering, with mm-hmm. his, the battle, the struggle, and what he went through. And so I'd say Job, for me, I don't know about you, Stacey, is there any book that has increased? Just I don't think any book has decreased. Um, boy, that's a good question. I mean, oh, it's hard to not just say what's in front of me. Um, I have a, I mean, a, a more of appreciation for Chronicles, I guess. Uh, what kind of book did you like? Do you like uh, history? Do you like personal stories? I'm kind of wondering. What is your learning style? You know what I am looking forward to? I will say this. I don't think that I have, an, or have, um, I, I know that Proverbs is wisdom. You know, the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, I think all kind of get, or Song of Solomon, anyway, what gets kind of put in the wisdom mm-hmm. literature. And I, I don't know that I have learned and gotten as much out of well, all of scripture really, but, but Proverbs, I am actually thinking this summer, I mean, starting uh, actually on Wednesday of doing a Proverbs, kind of an in-depth Proverbs study. And so I think that that's one that I have not kind of considered and really What's the uh, yeah. what's it when you choose that when you embrace <laughs> embraced uh, um, chewed on? I have uh-huh. not as much as I would like to. Yeah. I think there's a lot more in Proverbs than I have um, yet experienced. I think and, I've I've noticed that men appreciate Proverbs maybe at a higher level or more than the <laughs> women at okay. such. Uh, in fact, it became men were so intrigued by the Proverbs mm-hmm. that I made a special disc, a CD of the Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And all it is is the 31 chapters of Proverbs, one, one after the other, uh, called uh, Word to the Wise was the name of the CD. Yes. And uh, so it is, it is, but it is important, but it's uh, it's a uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, taste as uh, 
teacher had to be developed. Yes, well, and I think that that's part of the reason that I have not, because you, uh, I think there's so much more there, uh, but it doesn't seem like there is because it seems like it's just so practical this and this and this and it's just a bunch of proverbs right Mm -hmm. but i would love to put it in the context to do more of a study of when it was written and who said what when and Mm -hmm. uh, get a little bit more in depth and a little richer study of it he didn't write these proverbs he collected them and so they came from uh, yeah, you're right. It's a very interesting uh, series. Yes. True. If, uh, John is pointing to something. Yes, to our phone number. <laughs> oh, okay. So you are listening to the Bible Live. We're in our last segment here. Um, and so if you have any questions, we're in the book of Chronicles. Um, we've read first and most of Second Chronicles this past week. We're going to finish up Second Chronicles this upcoming week. You can go to thebiblelive.com or biblelive.com. Go to, uh, and on just on the homepage, you can see what the weekly, the daily reading is for each day of the week, of the coming week, and listen. Or you can go to programs, uh, podcast, and then programs, and you can go back and listen to anything you've missed. You can binge listen, <laughs> um, which is what I sometimes do. But uh, and, and so that's online. And then here on Sunday evenings, we discuss the previous week's reading. And so if you have any, we discuss and we ask questions. If you have any questions or answers, you can call in 210-340-9585. Again, 210-340-9585. We would love to hear from you. Um, I think that that's always a joy. Makes yeah makes our uh, time more exciting. You're your experience mm-hmm. with the scriptures, what, how they've affected you. Uh, have you uh, 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 developed not only appreciation, but a love for the Word? And, and maybe we've told a little, little bit about our experience. You could uh, tell us something about what you've learned and how, how the scriptures have appealed to you, but also uh, questions. What was the question you had about the Bible mm-hmm. and uh, a difficulty that come up in your mind? We'll be glad to hear and try to give a, a, a shot at giving an insight. And, and by the way, we don't mind saying, or I don't mind saying, I don't know. <laughs> so if I don't know the answer, I'll... I'll just say, you know, that's a good question. I don't know the answer <laughs> to that one. But uh, you and Stacey, I think, would too. But, of course, there's very few things she doesn't know. That's, well, that's true. Because <laughs> I'm so wise. I've three, read Proverbs. 340-9585. Yes. If you'd like to join us during the segment, it'll be part of the program. One thing that I... Uh, Uh, maybe throughout scripture and maybe even an application for today, it seems like, uh, especially where, when we're in this kind of first Kings, second Kings, first Samuel, second Samuel, both of the, all of Chronicles, this history of the people group, this nation of Israel, oftentimes you've used the term nation building. That's kind of the, Mm -hmm. the period that we're in when it comes to God's people. 
and what God is doing in them. He's preserving this people group through which he will ultimately bring the Messiah. So the Davidic line, the covenant with David. uh, And so how does that happen? So God was, you know, you kind of think of he's doing two things here. He's He's indwelling this people group. There's he's um, what is the the fire, the pillar of fire by day. He's the smoke, the uh, sorry, the, the pillar of smoke by day, the fire at night. He's um, given the Ten Commandments. He's the Ark of the Covenant. There's the temple, and so you see this preservation of just the relationship with him. But you also see. Uh, and this speaks to the anthropology. How do humans best coexist? How do they best, and they're going to coexist and to be sustainable as a people group when they are functioning and living, when their identity is most in line with who they were created to be. And that's a human's anthropology. I love that quote from St. Augustine that we said earlier Um we were made for him, and our heart is restless until we find our rest in him. We were created for relationship with God, the creator. And so you also see kind of a um, almost a, a government, a, a political aspect to this. Mm-hmm. How do they best function? And it's not— We're, we're trying to institutionalize or formally— um uh, mandate mm-hmm. uh, uh, sp- spirituality, right? But it's and it, mm-hmm. yeah, and it just it, it doesn't work. Um, right now, I see what you were getting at. Yes, with your emphasis of freedom. Freedom, yes. So you see that uh, you know when David passes the reins over to Solomon, just prior to that, you know they have this building project and Mm -hmm. David gives first he gives his gold and silver and this precious he he gives of his and in order to hopefully inspire others to give and they do and it's emphasized they gave freely they gave because they wanted to they gave willingly and there was joy and there was uh, excitement and then you have Solomon, and Solomon's reign, he kind of inherits this from David. At this point, the kingdom is still a unified kingdom. The, the north, uh, there's, there's no Israel in the north and Judah in the south. It's all Israel at this point still. And, uh, and then uh, Solomon, uh, he kind of starts to, uh, yes. He compromises oh, his mm-hmm. faith with a thousand wives and, and yes. all this that he does. We, yes. We've talked about how right. Solomon, Solomon moved away mm-hmm. from the relationship with God, but he continued to the idea. Mm-hmm. To, but you start to sense yeah. that their identity is no longer finding their rest in him, and there's no longer this freedom this freely giving they start to take the rain take control the, and by the time you get to Rehoboam Solomon's son uh, that's one of the first things that the council you know of all of these tribes come and say please ease up on the taxes on the labor laws they're being taxed up the wazoo yeah. <laughs> it's no longer them freely giving there's this 
angst. There's this uh, now. It's a ter- it's becoming it's oppressive. It's having the opposite yes. effect. Instead of inspiring them to give more, right. it, it has the opposite effect, right. and it causes ultimately the division. the division of the kingdom. Right, which is, which is you know, when we talk about a people group and being sustainable and how to best function politically, which a polity is just a group of people functioning together, uh, they were no longer recognizing the individual's innate desire for freedom, and that freedom is only found in Christ. It's, and and. And in that, the the interesting thing, though, is a lot of times the end result um, could be the same thing, but one is freely given and the other is a coercion. And I think it has to do, though, but even st- you cannot coerce the soul. It has to be freely. You, that, and it com- that's that salvation. Christ, he's not going to coerce. Or hold it. He's not going to, but he, he he asks you that he gave first. He freely gave his life. He freely gave everything and surrendered for you. And then he asks for you to freely give back. And it's the best. What is it? The uh, um, it's that Jim Elliot quote, right? Um, he is no fool who gives yes, what he, he cannot, cannot keep. keep. In order to gain what he cannot lose, and uh, but it's give to give what he cannot keep, um, which is his life, um, and that's uh, that. Uh, I think that death working backwards. Say that, that is that is so right on, mm. and this is an example of the principles we get mm-hmm. from God's yes. words as we compare. Uh, story with story and line uh, one scripture with another, but you can even see that see that in our national history, mm-hmm. we were once uh, a giving nation. We contributed mm-hmm. more to mission causes. I always think of the missions. hospitals and yeah, mm-hmm. and building hospitals and so on. Mm-hmm. But now, as a government and taxation. Had taken over a lot of that, the the enthusiasm right. for giving and for a lot of people say, "Well, I don't want to give. I've, I've already yeah, been being yeah, taxed. Yeah, take, my yeah. my giving is my taxes." Yeah, and, and that's. A, mm-hmm. I think we can see a little bit of the dynamic at work mm-hmm. in our lives too. Right, and Although, that can be a hard thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, to to. You know, because the task before us seems really daunting and really difficult. You know, uh, like David said to Solomon, the work seems hard, you know, the, to build a temple. But I think then that's where that, that double, you know, do the work. However, you have to trust that God is working and he's going to have it. And so you do your part. You do it, but you, you don't He's he's working over every, and it's hard to trust that. Okay, is he working in this other person's life? Is he moving? Is he going to? Is it going yeah. to be okay? Um, well, that's interesting that you say that because in this in this very context, we get a sneak picture of this big policy of giving and so on. We get a an individualized picture of it happening 
in the life of an individual, how it affected him. Right. You you remember Obed Adom? Right, yes. Here's uh-huh. a guy who is a Levite, mm-hmm. and he volunteers to let the Ark of the Covenant be held at his in his home. And uh, so we get a thing, uh, an individual picture of someone who gives freely his home, takes it in, and so on. Right. And then we see how his life would bless. Right. 62 <laughs> uh, sons and grandsons. So, <laughs> 62, and they all served the Lord. They all knew the Lord. They served the right. musicians. Served the gatekeepers in the in the house of the Lord, mm-hmm. but uh, that's kind of an individual picture of this right. principle that you brought up. Yes, I always think of um, it's going to be a, a little random, but have you seen the Finding Neverland? <laughs> no, Finding no, Neverland. I'm so sorry, not Finding Neverland. This is very different. Polar Express. The Polar Express. Oh yes, I've seen the, the Polar, Polar Express. Polar Express. Right. It's really cute that Tom Hanks uh, motion capture video. I can't remember who the director was, but Hanks plays several characters. Well, but there's did a you moment. Get out of the Polar yes. Express. <laughs> it's the sweet. It's so sweet. It's yeah. just precious. It's when in the the main the little boy uh-huh. the timid shy little boy who always says Christmas just never works out for him you know Christmas uh-huh. just doesn't so he uh, they go to the North Pole and he they end up with all the presents are and they each have tags with names on them and lo and behold he happens upon the present that has his name on it. But they're at the North Pole. This isn't, they haven't been, de- it hasn't been delivered yet. It's not really ready for him yet. And this, and he's clinging to it and he's holding on really tight though because this is his present. And oh, yes, Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis is the director. Uh, thank you, John. And, but he's holding really tight to this uh, present. And, and then the elves though are gathering. They, it's time for them to go ahead and get back onto the train. They need to get back to their homes uh-huh. to bed. And the elves see that the little boy has his present, and they 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 gesture. They come to him and say, "You need to give it to us. It's not ready. We'll get it back to you." And he does not want to give them the <laughs> present because he says I Christmas miss, never I works out. I miss it's this in so the story. Sweet. And he just he doesn't want to hand it over because he's worried he won't get it because uh-huh. Christmas never works out for him. And they say, "I I promise I'm going to keep it safe. You're going to get it, but it's not the right time yet. It's not." This isn't, if you do it now, you're going to ruin your Christmas morning, you know. And so he kind of very, will, he willingly, he gives the gift to the elf anyway. And then, of course, he goes, gets back on the train, goes to his home and wakes up Christmas morning. And there is his gift under the tree with it. So, but it's just such a sweet, uh, I think, moment of what God calls us to do with those things that we hold so dear, you know, those things that we think just will make all things right. And we want so much to just cling to it. And God says, no, give, give me, give me that. I'll give it back to you. I will, but I have to do a work in you first. Wow. I have to do a work wow. and in your, in, in the right time too. And you know, I missed that point. Sweet. 
I, I, I think the, I watched it at a particular it, but that time in my really life. good. It's uh, cute. It's just a cute little movie. The but, yeah. Right time and God. And he can't outgive him. He can't right. shortchange God. Right. Uh, but well, it reminds me too of um, you know you you give well he'll he'll make so much more of it. It's kind of that mud pie, you know that C.S. Lewis the mud pie thing. Hand over, and we can't even imagine what God has in store for us. We think that what we have is everything, and it's our own little what we've created, these little mud pies. And he says, no, give me that. And it's hard to give it over, but he's got a holiday at the sea planned for us. (laughs) That is a wonderful story. (laughs) Basically, right out of what we're about giving, about freedom, mm-hmm. uh, and that we live our lives with open hands toward mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. and he can have all that we have. He can take, uh, one thing I've read impressive of Paul in his life, uh, when we read the book of Acts, mm-hmm. he held everything with open hand to the Lord, mm-hmm. and the Lord, sometimes, he knew how to prosper, and he knew he knew how to suffer, uh, dep- uh, be deprived, and right. he was glad right. w- uh, to do either. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. Well, there is our closing music. It always goes by so fast, but this is the Bible Live, where you're talking through the book of Chronicles. Next week, we will start. What will we start? I think with Romans. Oh, exciting. We're so we, Chronicles. We will finish up Chronicles and go into Romans. So come back next Sunday and talk with us about Chronicles and Romans and God's Word. Have a wonderful week. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.